Amen. Amen. Say Jesus. We want to welcome everybody. Hello, everybody out there in uh, Point Loma. How about, what's up, Point Loma? What's up, Point Loma? What's up, East County? I know they're screaming out there in East County. North County. San Isidro. And we have a church that hasn't started yet, but we're going to call it anyway, City Heights. What's up, City Heights? Amen. Uh, and also the microsites and people in Coronado, people in Coronado and uh, all people online. Let's give all those people out there a big hand. God bless y'all. God bless you. Uh, we want to welcome everybody to church and uh, very excited about today. And um, let's stand for a word of prayer. Let's stand for a word of prayer. We want to um, keep our city in prayer and all the cities around the country with all the violence. And there was a police shooting today. A police officer was uh, shot, but she is uh, apparently fine. It wasn't a uh, serious, if you can call a shooting not serious, but she's going to be okay. It appears to be. And actually, she's a family a friend of mine, of our family. But uh, we want to keep our police department in prayer and all the uh, people out there that are in conflict with the police. Uh, we just want peace on our city. Amen? Amen. And so we want to pray for that. And uh, there was a vandalism yesterday at the City Heights Police Department, which is right near our church. And I went down there to be part of a press conference with the police chief. And, and she said something very uh, disturbing. One was in the last month, three weeks, there were three police officers shot at in, in City Heights. And if you're going to attack the police but also the police department, you know, what won't you attack? And so we need to realize on a spiritual level there's, um, there's a lot of evil in this country being stirred up and around the world for that matter. And ISIS and all the Christians being killed over in the Middle East, which you should keep in prayer as well. Those are our brothers and sisters. Uh, but as believers, we can't hide in the church. We have to be out and taking the light to the darkness. And so we want to be praying for our city and be out there helping out. Amen. So I just want to encourage you to pray, pray for peace, the peace of the Lord to be on our city, on every area of our city, and all the people serving our city, uh, not only the police, but just everybody, um, because that's the, only, that's the only answer we have. We can't politicize this away. We have to pray it away. Amen. Lord, thank you so much for uh, the people who serve us every day and protect us. Uh, we thank you for uh, their safety, their sacrifice their commitment and all the police and all the country and all the different precincts around the country, all the people in the military who lay their life down for us every day. We pray for our brothers and sisters in, in, in Iraq and in the Middle East who are being persecuted. Uh, we pray, Lord, that uh, you, revival would break out, that people would be converted. We pray members of ISIS would bow to their knee to you and fall and that you would reveal yourself to them supernaturally and reveal the darkness that they walk in and live in. And, Lord, we pray we could stand up for our faith. We, stay, we pray that we, our faith would not consist of coming to church but taking the church out to the world. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Tell the person next to you, Amen. Amen. Let's see your Bibles on three. One, two, three. Say word. One more time, church. All campuses say word on three. One, two, three. Say word. Very good. Let's turn to Philippians chapter 2. Philippians chapter 2. 
Philippians chapter 2. And get out your lesson plan and a pen. Philippians chapter 2. And every week in your lesson plan, there is a number that you can text to if you accept the Lord. And there is a simple prayer there in your lesson plan, the gospel ABCs. And I want to highly encourage all of you to share that with somebody you know, that you can text that number at 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You will get a response immediately, electronically, which will help that person uh, in their next step in their relationship with God. And uh, we want to encourage you to use that number, hold that number. And if you share your faith with somebody or give your lesson plan in the back of it and say, hey, if you want to pray to ask Christ to be your Savior, there's instructions for you. And you can, and if you haven't, if you don't uh, give your life to the Lord today, you can do it tonight, do it tomorrow. But that's there for 24 hours a day. Amen? Amen. I have a question for you. I, want, I don't want you to respond. I just want you to think. I don't want you to raise your hand up or anything. I just want you to think about the answer. Are you available to God to do whatever he wants you to do? Is your house, your apartment, your cardboard box <laughs> available to God for whatever he wants, whenever he wants it? Will you serve him anywhere he wants for the benefit of whoever he wants, however he wants? This is kind of like where the rubber meets the road with being a Christian. The rubber does not meet the road coming to church. As a matter of fact, trends are showing people are coming to church less often because they can watch online. Please don't let that be your norm. Use that as a default if you're out of town or if some emergency comes up. But you want to be around the people of God. So don't default, I'll just watch it at home. That is a very slippery slope. And deception that I can just do it at home. You cannot do it home what you could do here. You just can't. It's a, it's a great second option. But are you available to do with God what he wants you to do? And where the rubber meets the road with God is not coming to church. It's not, uh, um, you know, singing a song. It's doing what he wants when he wants it. And we were in this series called True Lovers. Everyone say True Lovers. And we've been talking about the fact that people have, there are five love languages that people have. And usually we primary in one or two of the love of the five. And the five love languages are words of affirmation where someone's primary way of expressing and receiving love is saying words of affirmation and receiving words of affirmation. Then there's gifts. Pastor Robert Morris was here a couple weeks ago, talked about we worship God by giving him our best gifts first, not leftovers. We talked about having a, a quiet time or quality time with God where it's just you and him, no distraction. And also we're going to talk about physical touch next week. But today we're going to talk about acts of service. And I believe this is probably the most important because everything we do has to be an act of service to God. As a matter of fact, the Bible says that to love God is to obey God. To love God is to do what he says. To love God is not to feel something. Now, feeling is part of it. But in the end, God wants you to do something. He wants you to be something for him. He wants you to change. And so the question today is, will you do what God asks you to do? Are you willing to love him by serving him? And the way you can, understand, the way you can test your love for God is how quick and how completely and how faithfully do you do what he says? 
Now, I'm going to give you my opinion on something. And my opinion means what? But this opinion is 100% accurate. <laughs> Gospel truth. The Bible doesn't say this is opinion 100% accurate. But I believe it is, and you'll know when I say it, that every single one of us in this room have something that God has asked us to do that we haven't done yet. Can I get an amen? And he's waiting. And he's wanting to know what's taking you so long. He's wanting to know what's taking me so long. I asked you to do something. And so can you, this is God saying, can you just love me by doing what I ask you to do when I ask you to do it? At the end of the service, I'm going to ask you to do something for God. I'm going to ask, I'm going to ask all of you who it applies to to say, Lord, I want to surrender and be your servant. I don't want to be an attendee of church. I don't want to be a Christian by name. I want to be a servant. I want to be a servant. Everyone say, I want to be your servant. If you tell that to God, he will make it happen. So in, the, in this uh, passage we're going to read, it's in the book of Philippians. Philippians is, a, is actually a letter that the Apostle Paul wrote to a church in a place called Philippi. And he wrote this letter while he was in prison. And the theme of the, of the, of the letter is, is, is really the epistle of joy because he talks about how much joy he has though he is in prison. He says, when I think of you, I, I'm full of joy. I rejoice when I think of how faithful you are. When I think of coming to see you again, I'm full of joy. When I think of how much the gospel is getting spread through this prison I'm in, because I'm in it, I'm joyful about that. I'm joyful, joyful, joyful. And he says, the reason I'm joyful is because I'm nothing but a servant. Matter of fact, I look forward to seeing you again. But if I die, I'm even better off because I'm be with the God. So I can't lose. The Bible says in James chapter 4, verse 1 to 3, that we, we get angry and jealous and anxious and envious and fed, which is short for fed up, which is slang for getting angry, upset. <laughs> you say, I'm fed, which means I'm upset. The reason we have those feelings is because we're not getting what we want. And every time you get upset, it's because you're not getting what you want. Well, you know how you can minimize your, your, your degree of upsetness? Don't want anything. Just say, God, I'm, I'm just going to be a servant. I don't care. I'll do whatever you want. So Paul's saying here, look, if you want to have the mind of a, if you want to be a servant, have a servant's heart, I want, you need to have the mind of a servant. And so I want to teach you about that mind. Let me give you some verses, though, uh, from, uh, from, the, from what Jesus said. It should be on the screen there. Um, Mark 9, 35, it says, sitting down, Jesus called the 12 and said, if anyone wants to be first, he must be last and the servant of all. How many of you want to be first in something? Okay, some of y'all like, that. this is not really Christian and want to be first. I want to be first. How many of y'all want to be first? I want to, I want to be the first. I, I, want, to, I want to be first. Uh, Jesus said, if you want to be first, be last. Okay, then I'm going to go to the back of the line. If you want to be great, be a servant. Okay, I want to be, I want to be a servant. Why? Because in the end, God will lift you up. You put yourself to the front, God will say, hey, back up, Jack. But if you put yourself to the back, God will say, I'm going to lift you up. How many of you would rather be exalted by man instead of God? It's a trick question. How many of you would rather God lifts you up than man? Then be a servant. Then be a servant. Uh, Mark chapter 20, verse 24 to 20, 29 says, you know that the rulers of the Gentiles lord over people and their officials exercise authority over people, not so with you. Whoever wants to become great among you must be a servant. 
Whoever wants to be first must be last, a slave. Mark 10, 45, Jesus came to serve, not to be served. The greatest in the kingdom is a servant of all. Everyone say be a servant. So Paul's going to say, here's how you have a mind of a servant. Number one, you have to be willing to surrender your earthly status for spiritual service. You have to be able to say, I don't care what I am in the world, I just want to be big with God. Look what it says in chapter 2, verse 5. It says, let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus. Everyone say Christ Jesus. Who, being in the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men. This says Jesus Christ being in the form of God, Jesus was God. How do we know he was God? Well, he said it. I and the Father are one. If you see me, you see the Father. He, said, he also forgave sin when no one can forgive sin but God. Matter of fact, he forgave sin in front of the people who knew that the Bible said only God can forgive sin. He said, watch this, you're forgiven. Now what are you going to do with that? <laughs> they said, only God can do that. Well, that's why I did it. They worshiped him. They said, uh, uh, tell your disciples stop worshiping you because we should only worship God. He said, if they stop worshiping, the rocks will worship me. I'm God. He made promises after life. He says, after I die, I'm going to get up. And then after I get up, I'm going to go be seated at the right hand of the Father. And after that, I'm going to come back. And only God can do that. Amen. He said he was God many, many, many different ways. And the people who knew the Bible, the reason they, they said he was blasphemous and deserving of death is because he said he was God in their way of thinking. There's no way about it, no question about it. So here he is God, but you know what he said? He says, I'm going to become a man. I'm going to become a bondservant. I'm going to become a, a person. I'm going to lower myself and be like one of y'all. I know people think they're all that. We're not, Jesus said, i got to come down there to be like that. <laughs> it's like you, bec you becoming a bug. And I would say the gap between us and a bug is a lot closer than the gap between God and us. You becoming a bug and say, okay, I'm going to go live with the bugs and the bugs are going to crucify me for the sake of the bugs so the bugs can live forever. Jesus says, uh, and that, like I said, that gap is like this big. The gap between us and God is like infinite. And God said, I'm going to come down and I'm going to give up my status where the angels worship me for my holiness and my eternal righteousness. I'm going to leave that and go down and live with people who smell and stink, lie, cheat, and steal. And they're going to betray me and stab me in the back and crucify me. I'm going to do that for them. So the question is, do you have that mindset where you are willing to serve someone that in your perception is lower than you? Well, if you're a servant, there's no one lower than you. I heard someone once say that when you're on your knees praying, you can't fall from this position. You're already at the bottom. <laughs> when you push yourself up, oh, you're going to fall. But when you, when, you, when, you, when you humble yourself, God lifts you up. God casts down the proud, but he lifts up the humble. And so the question for you is, are you, have you placed yourself somewhere up here? When I, 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 I'm from New York, as I always say, and people from New York are a little more direct than people from California. <laughs> Has anybody been to New York and kind of was taken back by the rudeness, apparent rudeness? Raise your hand. It's not rude. You just perceive it that way. <laughs> we call it just being direct. 
Just, just, it's just how it is. And, you know, just people, if someone says, get out of the way, if you just move, everything will be fine. <laughs> but people, people from New York, it's just, when you grow up in it, you don't know any different. So when I came to California, and, and, and when, you came, when I came to California, uh, someone, I was here living here. Actually, I was in youth ministry. And this woman, she was in the ministry as well, the same church, learning counseling. And she says to me one day, do you have any idea how people perceive you? And because I'm from New York, I said, well, I'm from New York and I don't really care. I don't, I don't know why I would need to know that. I, it doesn't really matter. And, and, she said, well, and she said, well, there's the problem right there. And, and that was the problem. So she, she, had to, she had to coach me out of thinking that way. And um, uh, how do you perceive yourself? Do you perceive yourself here? In other words, you got a degree. Did you become more important? You got, you, you, your salary went up, you, you become more, or, you, or let's say this, you got a salary. <laughs> you got a job, got an apartment. You got a woman, finally. <laughs> uh, uh, and, and, and when you have these things, do you become more important where the people who don't have those things are less important? Because if that's the way you see it, that's not the biblical way. The Bible says to whom much is given, much is required, you become a servant. So when God blesses you, you honor him by saying, Lord, what, what can I do for you? Is that your mindset? Because if your mindset is I am moving up in the ladder, <laughs> you're on the wrong ladder. A lot of people are going to climb the corporate ladder and find that the ladder was leaning on the wrong building. It wasn't the building of success, it was the building of, 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 of an ego, right? Are you the kind of person that says, Lord, I will do whatever you want. I don't have a status to give up. I'm just here for you. Now, the world may see you this, the world may see you that, you're this, you're that. But as far as me and you are concerned, God, call on me whenever you need. And there's some of you right now, God's calling you, he's been calling you, and you've been telling him no. You've been saying, well, I don't know about that, I'm not ready. You're rationalizing, delaying obedience. And God's like, well, did you don't love me then. I have a son who's uh, 26, I think. I, I don't know how old he is. He's like, carry the three. Four, when he was little, he, we caught him in a lie. And, and him and my mom, him and his mom, you know, she was his little boy, and baby boy. Oh, mommy, kiss and hug and all the time. And, 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 and uh, we caught him in this lie. And I said, okay, for one week you cannot tell mommy you love her. And I asked my wife not to hug and kiss him for a week. And I said, you can't hug and kiss mommy for a week and can't tell you love for a week. Now, how many of y'all think that's mean? Okay, well, that's my kid, so I'll do what I want. So just, uh, <laughs> just, just mind your business, you know what I'm saying? I'm trying, I'm trying to <laughs> I, I know I trapped you in that one, but don't be offended if you're, we, we joke, we just joke, just joke, just joke. I was at this youth conference and I was telling the story and this kid came up to me after in Canada. He was crying like, you're so mean, so mean. I said, look, fella, hey, relax, man. It's okay. It worked out. He's a good kid. Uh, <laughs> but what I told my son was, if you're going to lie to your mom, then you can't say you love her. So you can't lie and then say you love her. So just take a week to think about which one you want to do. Either you're going to love her and not lie or you're going to lie and not love her. But you can't lie and love her because you can't do those two. Because those two things are opposite. That was the whole point of the lesson. And guess what? He got over it. But the point is, is that when we tell God we love you, 
What that means implicitly is I will do whatever you want. That's what that means. It doesn't mean I really appreciate you taking me to heaven because I didn't want to go to hell. <laughs> I mean, that, that's, of course, part of it. But in the end, it means, God, I will do whatever you want. I am laying my life down at your feet. You died on the cross for me. I'm going to lay down my life. That's what it means. So if you want me to worship you, I'm going to worship you with all my heart. Tell, I, give whatever you want. Give whatever you want me to give you. Time, things, money, whatever you want, it's all yours because it's all yours anyway. I acknowledge that. I'm not going to fool myself to think I own this stuff, that I can keep myself alive, that I know when I'm going to die, that I can determine when I'm going to die. I, I can't, I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. So look at number two in your notes. Number two, it says, in what ways are you not willing to serve God? In other words, is there something that if God asked you to do, you would say no? Hey, can you go... Um, can you serve in this ministry? I, I really made you for this. God, I, I don't, I don't, I don't want to do that. Excuse me? I created you. I made you for that. So those people can get help. Well, you know, God, I'm, I'm just not feeling that right now. Don't call me God then. Don't call me Lord because Lord means master. Master means you do what I say. Servant doesn't question the master. And all y'all in the military know exactly what I'm talking about. And I bet you all the people in the military, it just makes you go crazy when you see people disrespect authority. It must make you go crazy. People, and, and disrespect parents. My father, we, we never, ever talk back to my father. Why? He whooped us. I mean, I'm not saying, I'm not saying go home and whoop your kids. Please do not. I'm not saying go home and whoop your kids. I'm just telling you what happened in my house. I was not abused. He didn't have to do it much. It happened like twice. That was it. <laughs> then it was in our head for the rest of our life. <laughs> and it wasn't even that bad. It was just like real quick. It, was, it came went, bah, bah, and it was over. It was like, whoa, where'd he go? And he wasn't, we couldn't even find him. <laughs> Look what Jesus said. Look what the Bible says. It says, uh, verse 8, being found in the, in the appearance of a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. You know what Jesus said? Jesus did? He died. Right before Jesus was arrested, he cried to the Father. He was praying with his disciples. And he says, Father, is there any other way that this can happen, salvation can happen? Because I know I'm getting ready to get arrested and they're going to beat me. They're going to pull my beard out. They're going to whip my back. They're going to punch me in the face. They're going to hit me with rods. They're going to spit on me. They're going to cry crucify me. I'm going to get betrayed by a friend by a kiss. I'm going to get denied by another friend. I'm going to be nailed to a cross. I'm going to hang there for six hours and bleed to death. And my heart's going to burst in my chest. I'm going to have nails through my hands and feet. This is really not going to be fun. Is there any other way? And the father said, no, you have to do it. And Jesus said, okay. But I don't want to. I mean, of course he wanted to pay for the sins, but he wasn't looking forward to the pain. But I'm going to do it because of the bigger cause. And he did it. Are there any things that if God asked you to do, you wouldn't do? Hey, I want you to go down and give your life to the Lord and stand at this stage. I ain't doing that. You were telling me you won't walk down there in, the, in a church and stand before the, I ain't doing that. So how are you going to go stand up for me at work? You won't. How are you going to witness to your friend? How are you going to confront your friend with their sin, their lives, the stuff that they're doing in their life? You won't. And then how are you going to say you love me? You don't. You're just using me. I'm a convenience in your life. I'm your get out of hell free card. But that's not, that's not the role I want to play. This is God talking about, obviously, it's not the role I want to play in your life. Jesus said, I'll do whatever. 
he, he died on the cross. The most brutal death there was. And number three, are you willing to pursue the praise of God versus the praise of man? God is calling some of you today to do something that you are not doing because you are worried what people are going to think. There's some of you that come, some of you that come to church and you, and, and you stand there worshiping and you see people around you like this. And, and you're like, man, I want to do that. And the Holy Spirit's going, and when I say the Holy Spirit's saying, you just feel this sense that you should lift your hands. And you don't. Because another voice says, well, some people are watching you. Ain't nobody watching you. <laughs> Ain't nobody watching you. Ain't nobody listening to your voice. <laughs> well, the person in front of you may hear you, but that's another story. But no one's, no one's judging you. And, and, and this little voice saying, oh, don't do it. Worry about this. Worry about that. You got, you got people in your life God wants you to talk to. He, you got a ministry God wants you to, to do. And you're worried about what people are going to think. Look what Jesus said. You need to worry about what I think. And by the way, Jesus saying, uh, Paul's going to say, you need to understand that Jesus is going to be lifted up because he humbled himself. And in the same way Jesus has been lifted up because he humbled himself, you will be lifted up if you humble yourself. If you want to be promoted, the Bible says that promotion doesn't come from the east or the west, which is another way of saying promotion doesn't come from him, her, or that. Promotion comes from God. How many of y'all want to get promoted at your job? Oh, how many of y'all don't care if you get promoted at your job? Cool. Okay, we ain't talking to you. How many of y'all want to be promoted at your job? Raise your hand. Good. You want to know how you get promoted at your job? Obey God. Do what God says. And, and one of the things God says is do a good job at your job. You know what else he says? Be on time. You know what he also says? Be prepared. You know what he also says? Uh, obey the rules as long as they don't cause you to disobey him. You know what he also says? Uh, obey authority as long as it doesn't cause you to disobey him. Be a good employee. And say, Lord, I want to be the best employee I can be. And in due time, at the second God wants you to get promoted, at the very second God wants you to get promoted, you will be promoted. At the very second, no, not, once, not one second sooner. And if you try to weasel, manipulate it, God will smack you back. Don't, 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 don't try to beat me at my own system. Just do what I say. Look what it says. It says in verse, verse uh, 9, therefore, I want to say therefore. Because Jesus humbled himself and became a servant, because he wasn't worried about his earthly status, because he went all the way and died for our sin, God has highly exalted him and given him a name above every name. That at the name of Jesus every knee will bow in heaven and earth and under the earth. And that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ, Jesus Christo, is the Lord the glory, to the glory of God and the Father. Because Jesus was a servant and humbled himself, God said, I'm lifting you up. And he said, in the same way, if you say, Lord, I will do whatever you want, I will lift you up. I have ideas that I want to see happen through my life. Ministry ideas and Ventures and things I want to do. And you know what God says? If you want those to get done, just serve me. Don't, you can't, I don't want you to not think. I don't want you to not network and ask, learn. But in the end, lay it down at my feet so it serves my purpose. And then God will lift it up. And so in a minute, we're going to pray. 
And I'm going to challenge all of you in all the campuses that you would say, Lord, I want to be your servant. Not a Christian that goes to church, a servant. Two different things. When I say Christian goes to church, someone who just says, yeah, I just go to church. I'm a Christian because I go to church. Don't be that. Don't be that. Be a servant of Jesus. God, I will do whatever you want. You want me to serve in that ministry? You want me to pray for that person? You want me to uh, start tithing faithfully, which is really not, that's just basic. You want me to give over and above that? You want me to pray? You want me to, you want me to share my faith with my neighbor? What do you want me to do? And if you find yourself saying no to God or, God, I don't want to do that, then you have to ask yourself, what is the nature of your relationship with God? Because salvation is surrender. That's what it is. Don't change the definition. Say, salvation is, Lord, I surrender. How can I serve you? And the, and, and the way you can measure your faith slash love in God is by how quick and completely you do what he asks you to do. And when you are someone who responds, he's going to give you opportunity. That's why people who are generous get more money because God can say, I can trust you. People who, who are obedient get more opportunities because God can trust you. People who say, I want to share my faith, get more people coming who want to get saved because God can trust you with the opportunity. But if you're sitting there going, I'm, I got conditions, Lord. I don't, want, don't ask me to do this. Don't ask me to do this. Wednesday's a busy day for me. I don't want to get up early in the morning because I'm not, not a morning person. He, God's like, please. We used to say when we were growing up to our friends, Negro, please. I mean... What? You got? Yeah, I can't. I can't. It's like it's like getting married, and right before you, right before the wedding, you say, "Hold up! I know I said yes, but uh, I can't promise I'm not going to cheat on you. I can't promise this is not this is going to last forever. I know in the vows we're going to read tomorrow it says forever till death do us part. I don't know about that. I feel like I want to get married now, but I can't. I can't guarantee I don't, about having kids. I don't know if I'm really a, a daddy, but I'll give you some kids. But I don't know how involved I'm going to be. That's like getting married and saying all that, and, and the woman or the bride or whoever the, the other spouse to be is should say, uh, "I don't think we should get married." So God is saying, "Will you do what I say?" And if, and 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 I hope this week that rings in your head. Am I really going to do what God says? And if it's no, then, then the next question should be, is he really my God? Because if he's your master, the answer is yes. Yes. So in a minute we're going to pray, and here's my prayer, here's my, the prayer, is for you to say, Lord, I'm a servant. I want to be your servant. And matter of fact, I'm going to be your servant publicly. I'm going to stand up and proclaim my servanthood. For some of you, that's salvation. You're asking Christ to be your savior for the first time. And for some of you who've been a Christian, you know what? You need to get out of your box. You have your routine. You've created your own Christianity. I read my Bible here. I go to church every other week. I do this. I do that. And that's it. God, don't break my routine. You have no routine. You're on God time. It's like my kids when they were little, they, we would ask them to do, do something. Say, I'm busy. No, you don't have time. time. You don't have time. The, watch, the time on your watch that you have on your wrist, that's my time. I pay for that watch. This, uh, your whole existence is from uh, us right here. You, your time is us. <laughs> Amen. Kids, uh, you know, I feed you, I clothe you, I tell you when to go to bed, I wake you up, I take you to school. Your whole world is right here in my hand. I, and literally that's not true. Of course, God was there. But as a parent, you, you, parents, you know what I'm saying, right? Can I get amen? Amen. It's like, my, it's like <laughs> real quick, my, my niece, when she was little, locked her door. 
and her, to say her parents couldn't come in, and, and, the, and the father, my, my brother-in-law, he went, what? He went down to his tool shed, got a drill, and took the door off the hinge. <laughs> he said, you can keep the door locked all you want, it's just going to be in the garage. <laughs> Hilarious. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, <laughs> we thank you. We thank you for your faithfulness. Lord, we don't belong to ourselves. We belong to you. And we show our love for you by serving you, by doing what you say. We show our submission, our respect of your authority by doing what you say. In all of our campuses, if you realize, yes, I need to surrender myself to God. I really need to proclaim that I am his servant. I am his servant. I want you to pray this prayer with me. For some of you, you're praying to ask Christ to be your Savior for the first time. For some of you, you are just reaffirming, reminding yourself of what you have forgotten. I want you to pray this prayer in the privacy of your heart. Pray, dear God, I am your servant. Please forgive me for my sin. Jesus, thank you for dying for me and being a role model for me of humility. I lay my life down at Jesus' feet. I am your servant. I will do whatever you want. And I'll let you worry about what happens after that. As the eyes are closed and the heads are bowed, whatever campus you're in, if you prayed that prayer in a minute, I'm going to ask you to stand up. And by standing, you are saying, I am his servant. So right now, eyes closed, heads bowed on all the campuses. If you prayed that prayer, I just want you to stand to your feet. Just right now, just stand to your feet. God bless you. Stand to your feet. God bless you. Don't worry about anybody else. Just stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet. God bless you. 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 Good. Good. God is going to honor you. God is going to honor you. God is going to honor you. Good. Good. Let go of all the stuff you're grasping for and striving for. It doesn't mean don't work hard. Please work hard. It doesn't mean don't think. Please think. It doesn't mean don't network. Please network. But do it all as a service to the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who died for our sins. Anybody else, stand to your feet. God bless you. Stay standing good. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Now I'm going to ask all you people who are standing in a minute, we're going to ask you to come down to the altar. If you're in the balcony, all you have to do is turn around and walk up. And everybody else, we know the drill. We are just going to cheer for them. So if you're standing up, come out of your seat. Come on down to the altar. And let's give them a hand. Come on down. God bless you. God bless you. You're welcome. Are you a visitor? We love you. Oh, God bless you. Stay right there. God bless you. Stay right there.
y'all want to be blessed and, and blessed means I want everything God has for me which all of which is good so how many y'all want that so simple do what God says how many y'all know there's five things ten things in your life that are in your life that shouldn't be in your life whether it's something you do relationships something you're thinking watching listening to get rid of it I could have a sermon and I could preach it every day for have long and say, go home and do what you know you should do. And that's it. Because a lot of times we're looking for some revelation that's going to tell you something amazing. And in the end, it comes down to you doing what God tells you to do. That's in the end. All this information is designed to get you to do what God wants you to do. The whole Bible is wrapped up in obedience to God. That's it. If you just obey God, that's the whole Bible. The whole Bible, one word is obedience. Jesus said, Matthew 22, the greatest commandment is love God and love your neighbor. And he said, all the law and the prophets, the whole Bible is wrapped up in that statement right there. Just obey God. That's it. So if y'all just go home and obey God, and every single one of you know four or five things, and trust me, them too, <laughs> that you need to stop, I need to stop doing that. I need to get rid of that person. I need to stop doing that. I need to get that off my TV. I need to stop watching that pornography. You just, you already know. And that's the stuff that's, lying, that's destroying your life. And, you, and if you can just get rid of that, which is an act of obedience, and then, okay, God, what next? And he's going to say, well, let's just go to church every week. Start with there. Go to a small group. Whatever they tell you back there, they're going to help you in your next step, do that. But you already know. And if you want your life to be blessed, do that. Don't try to get so much good to outweigh the bad you're going to keep. That's people's mentality. I'm going to keep the bad, but if I just do more good, that means I can get blessed and do the bad at the same time. That's, that's not how it works. Get rid of the bad. Lord, I just pray for all these people, and I pray you bless them, and I pray you encourage them, pray you challenge them, and I pray they obey you. In Jesus' name, amen. Before you move and pray, here's what we're going to do. Especially just in case you knew, we're going to cheer these people into that room, and then after that, we'll dismiss you after prayer. Okay? So it's not time to leave yet. It's time to cheer with the angels. Take a right turn. Let's go this way.
as we come to the close of our service, it's time to give of our tithes and offerings to the Lord. Let's give the Lord a hand for giving us the opportunity to be blessed. And I want to thank all of you that give uh, whatever the amount to, to make what you just saw happen. Uh, our mission here at The Rock is to see people get saved, then equipped in their relationship with God, and then sent out to be a difference maker for Him. And that's what all the, the giving goes to see happen in our community. So I just want to say thank you for being such a blessing to all the people that just had their lives changed and just took a next step today. So thank you for being a part of that. And let's go ahead and uh, if you've got your offering, go ahead and take it out. we got the envelopes in the bulletins for you to use every week. The giving boxes or the silver boxes at every exit on the way out. And uh, you can also text in to give if that's easier. If you're watching online, you can click that give button and join us in this moment of just telling Jesus we love you, we trust you, we're grateful to be a part of what you're doing. So let's pray over our offering today. Father, thank you so much for your goodness. And I pray that every dime that's given would go to glorify you, that more people would come into a relationship with you, that our, our finances could be used to change people's eternity. So we pray that you would use it to, to bless thousands of people, and that you'd multiply it. And we trust you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you guys. We love you. Pastor Olson, teams down front, if you need prayer for anything, we'll see you next week.